new beginnings. It's all about, this year is a year in our church of supernatural breakthrough. We're going to see supernatural breakthrough this year. This week, I, I opened one of my cupboards and all these plastic containers fell out. Anyone got a cupboard like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, and so I think, well, I need to do something about that cupboard. So, you know, I clean it out and I pull out all the stuff in there that I never use. I haven't used for years. In fact, some of it, I don't even know where I got it from. It could be some of my workmates' plastic stuff. But, I, but you know, anyway, they've gone to the donation bin now. But I cleaned that out because I needed to make room in the cupboard. And then my shoes, my shoe rack. Like, they were all falling off, and I'm thinking, oh, gosh. I thought, I haven't worn those shoes for, like, two years. Like, get rid of them. Like, get them out. So clean the shoe rack up, you know. You know, out with the old, making room for the new shoes. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I did that before Boxing Day. Bought a couple of pairs of new shoes. Like, you. But, but, that's, but you know, we think about things that are uh, physically around us and, and making room and cleaning things out. But today is a time where we look on the inside. We're going to clean out things that we don't need. We're going to shred things today that may be holding us back, maybe stopping us from going forward in 2020. That's why this is an incredible day. It's a supernatural day. Later on, at the end of the service, we get, or towards the end, we're going to shred stuff. You, you've actually got a piece of paper on your seat today, a little, like a little piece of paper. I don't think I wouldn't, wouldn't have been big enough for me, but I mean, I use my own, like a whole A4. But I want you to write down, and you can do this while you're even listening. I feel God is going to speak to you about things that you need to shred, that you need to leave behind so that you can step into 2020 fresh, new, happening. So, uh, like in Isaiah... 43, 18 to 19, it says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the bad lands. God's making today a road in the desert. You know, when things have been dry around your life, there's going to be a road going through. There's going to be rivers going through bad, dry, dusty lands. But right at the beginning of that, it says, forget about what happened. Don't keep going over old history. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've done that quite a bit. Is anyone else like, you know, just, there's been things that have happened in my life that just have played like a recording over and over and over and over again and not great things. And one of those things I'm going to talk about are words. Like words, positive words have power. They can be encouraging. Those words from God for those people, encouraging, yes? Lifts you up, builds you up. But negative words, they are also powerful. So negative words spoken over you, like they can actually affect how you feel about yourself, and how you feel about the world around you. I've had uh, a lot of words spoken over me over the time, you know, you're fat, you're ugly, you're black, you talk too much, all these things. I mean, some of them may be true, but, but, but you know, they can, they can bring feelings of rejection, feelings of failure, feelings that, that are just not great. But today, you know, if you, you know and it might have been apparent, might have been a teacher, a coach, a friend, and they may have been given like well-meaning to you, but they didn't affect you like that. They actually hurt. 
even though, they, but they didn't mean to hurt you. They were trying to help you. I mean, the person who told me that I was fat was trying to help me, but it didn't help me at all. And it hurts more when they're people you love. Uh, it can really affect you a lot. So words can paralyze you. They can stop you from moving forward. In 1989, I bought my first house and then, at that time, uh, interest rates were like 16%. What? I know, you think that's, there's no way. Yeah, totally. I mean, now they're just over three, but 16%, that's nuts, isn't it? But I wanted to buy a house. I just really felt like, yeah, I can do this, I can do this. And uh, well-meaning people around me, friends and family, were saying like, what are you thinking? But all I could think was, when they're saying that, like, are you stupid? Because that's how I was feeling. You're like, what are you doing? Like, the interest rates are 16%. You're going to get yourself in debt. And then, what, you know, what if it's not in the right area and the value doesn't go up and interest rates go up and then you're going to lose the house and you're going to lose all the money and have all this debt? And I hadn't even done it yet. Do you see, though, how the picture of the future of that house, though, projected is like, oh, whoa, I don't want to do that. And it could have paralyzed me. I did, actually, it did stop me a little. But then I thought, no, I need to speak to someone who is an authority in this type of thing. Whatever it is that you're trying to do, if you don't know anything about it, find an authority in that. So I I went to a financial advisor and got some information. I ended up buying that house and it doubled in two years. Do you see, don't let words stop you. They they can be well-meaning, but if you know in your heart that they're just making you cringe, they're making you not feel great, They're they're making you not feel great about yourself, we need to shred it today. Yes, we are. So, because they can paralyze you, and it depends on uh, where those words come from. It really does. A doctor's, like, you might want to shred today, like, a report, a bad report from a doctor that you may have had. You might have had sickness this year, I mean, sorry, last year, 2019, and you just want to shred that. You've had to have lots of treatments and stuff like that. By the way, hi, everyone online, and Melbourne, who have joined us as well. Melbourne, Dan, Ebony, and the crew, hello to you. So, a bad report. My son, uh, when he was 12, I got a bad report, a bad doctor's report. Like he needed a leg, said that he needed a leg operation. That leg operation was going to take around about 18 months for him to be able to walk again. They had to break his leg in a number of places. I mean, they showed me all the did. They had to break it, break it, break it, break it. And then he had to wear this big thing with wires going through for like nearly 18 months before he could walk again. I mean, that's not great news as a parent. He's 12. That's just going to stuff up his whole, you know, like, what? So I wasn't feeling really great about that. And at that time, I was a new Christian, probably been coming to church for about a year. So I'm thinking, like, well, maybe I should pray. Maybe I should ask God. So I start praying. Like, you know, does he really have to have this operation? I mean, I don't feel like I had an answer. But what I didn't feel was peace about that operation. And if you know anything about God... God leads you to peace. So I didn't have peace about it. Specialists were ringing me up saying, come on, you need to book him in, don't be irresponsible. I mean, this is hardcore. I, I mean, because I'd already been to a sec, got a second opinion, the same. And I'm like, oh, I just, no, I just don't feel peace. A friend rings me up and says, 
hey, come over because I'm having a healing meeting. What? Never been to one of those before. Do you know Jesus heals? Yes, he does. So I go along to my first healing meeting at somebody's place and there's this guy there, he's praying for people and one guy that was there had had his thumb smashed by a sledgehammer. Ouch! And he couldn't touch anything with it. It was like, and he was going to be off work for months. Anyway, this guy prays for him. He puts his hand around his thumb like that. And he just says, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. He says it a few times. And anyway, he takes it off and the guy goes, oh my gosh, there's no pain anymore. And I'm like, wow. New, new per- I'm like, what? That's amazing. Then he prays for someone who's one leg shorter than the other leg. Prays for him. And right in front of my eyes, I see that leg grow. What? This is like nuts for me because I've never seen anything like this. It's a miracle. God is a supernatural God. He's a miracle working God. So I'm, I, that's what happens though. You see, everything is done in the kingdom of God through faith. My faith is building. I'm like, go up to this guy now. I'm like, hey, can God? Because one of the reasons that my son had to have this operation is because he was flat footed. He had no arches in his feet, none at all. And that they thought that was going to really cause that pain. Later on, if he didn't get it as a teenager, he'd have massive back pain, hip pain. He'd be like a cripple. That's what they were saying. So I go, can God, can he like give you arches? And the guy looks at me and goes, what? I said, arches in your feet, you know, arches. And he goes, God can do anything. I'm like, okay then. Come on, get those shoes off. So like, get my son, get your shoes off, get your shoes off. Like, give him your foot, give him your foot. Like, so, and he holds onto his foot. And I'm watching, I'm standing there. I've got bird's eye view, right? And, and he goes, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And right before my eyes, I see an arch form. Whoa, how good is that? Come on, it's a miracle. That is a miracle. I was crying. I didn't know what to do. I I was like, I was so overjoyed. I was like, wow. But the first thing that came out of my mouth was, you are going to pray for the other one, aren't you? (laughs) Because, you know, you don't want to have one arch and then not have the other one. So, yes, he, he, he he prayed for the other one. There it is, another arch. God is a miracle working God. You see, like, I, I, don't get me wrong here. I believe in doctors and I believe in medication. And there are times when we do need to follow treatment and, and I'm not even saying, like, put, shred your bad report and forget about the doctors. Not at all. I'm saying that doctors are an authority. God is a, the ultimate authority. Get God on it. Maybe he wants you to go through the treatment. All right? So love doctors. Believe in them. He created doctors. He gifted doctors. He gifted medicine for a reason. So, yeah, this is not anything against doctors. We've got doctors in our church. So God heals. Jesus heals. He's a healer. So today, you might need to shred that bad report. You might need to shred that sickness. But walk it out with a doctor. It's not about where it happens. That happened in someone's house. We've had healings here in this room. One lady was healed of lupus. I've seen deaf ears. People have been, that have been deaf, their, their ears have opened. So many different things. Backs have straightened. So it's not about where. It's about who. Jesus is 
the healer. Yes, he is. So in Jeremiah 23, 29, it says, Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? This is one of my most favorite scriptures. And the reason it is, is because through the word of God and learning scripture from the Bible actually helped me to break some of the things in my life, which I'll... I'll share with you a little bit later. Like, because his word, you see, destroys those labels. Any label that someone has put on you, it destroys it. Negative words that have been spoken over you can be destroyed by the word of God. And I used to picture when I was uh, trying to change mindsets, as I said the word of God in that scripture, I would see like a massive sledgehammer, bigger than Thor's hammer, like massive, and this rock, and I'd just see this hammer coming down and smashing that thing that was holding me back, that thing that was stubborn, that thing that was resistant, because God's word is like a fire and a hammer that breaks any resistance. So, um, yeah, words did hold me back, though. They really did. I lacked confidence, a lot of confidence. I was pretty quiet as a teenager, I know you're probably thinking like, what? No way. I was very quiet. I mean, this is natural me, but back then, from the words that had been spoken to me, the labels that had been put on me, I'd got beaten up when I was 12 years old at a train station. That one event affected me uh, probably more than most because all I felt was just the, the fear and just the, you're not good enough, you're not worthy, yes, you are ugly, yes, you are fat, yes, no one likes you, no one cares about you, you're not loved, you're not valuable. But you know what? God, he says you are worthy. You are of great value. So that, that affected me. But what it made me do um, after I got over the initial, I mean, it hurt physically big time, like I had sore ribs, I couldn't breathe for a while, I, I had hurt my shoulder, things, I did hurt physically, but even after my physical pain had gone, the pain of, that was on the inside, the brokenness, the hurt, the, the rejection on the inside stayed with me for many, 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 many years, many years, and this is what can happen in your life. You may have been through some sort of event that's similar even some sort of event that's different, but it's had the same effect on you. It's sat on the inside. Even though the physical thing is cleared up, that's why words can be so painful, especially when they come from a loved one, uh, people you care about, or they're done in a traumatic way. But today, we're going to shred those. Yeah. And I feel even now, people, you're getting those words in your head. I want you to write them down. Write them down because they're going through the shredder. Those labels that people have put on you, write them down. It's not you. It's not about what other people say you are or even yourself. It's about who God says you are. God always had a plan for you, a plan to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. He gives hope. He has a future for you. So... Oh, yeah, was I? Words, so they might, they, words might have stopped you from playing a sport. It might have stopped you from going overseas, going on holidays, the fear. The words might have stopped you from uh, starting new relationships. Like, because words can produce feelings of insecurity that you're not worth it. So to change our destiny, we need to change our words. And God's word 
has the power to transform. So which word is dominant in your life? If you thought about it right now, is it those labels from other people or even possibly yourself? Or is it the word of God? I want you to think about that. God's word today in your heart can break any word that's ever been spoken over you in Jesus' name. The other thing I want to talk about is conditioning. Yeah, not the thing you put in your hair, not that. Like, it's how we think, the mindset that you may have, like how we behave in different situations. Uh, I, as I was brought up, I had a poverty mindset. My mum, uh, they were 16 in their family, so growing up for them, they didn't have a lot of food, they didn't have a lot of anything, actually. Well, you can imagine with 16 kids at that time, and they weren't, uh, they were quite poor as well. So what that did, as I was growing up, when we would have dinner, I mean, uh, we'd sit at the table and you would eat everything. I don't even remember her actually saying this, but she must have at some time, you know, like you eat everything until your plate is clean. Like, I could nearly like lick my plate and you could just put it back in the cupboard. Nah, not really. But, but every little scrap had to be eaten. It had nothing to do with, about whether I was hungry or not. It just had to be like you waste nothing. We, we in this family, we waste nothing. And what that does to you, it gives you the feeling on the inside that there's not enough, that I'm lacking, that I don't have enough. And that feeling, even though I left home, I still, it was still on the inside of me. It was conditioned in me. So I would do the same thing. I'd still eat everything on my plate. And then the thing is, I had kids, I want them to eat everything on their own plate. Do you understand? That's what conditioning is. It's on the inside of you. And then your whole world is conditioned by that. So this thing was a poverty mindset. And especially when it comes to money. Oh my gosh, what a tight wad. You thought I was like. Like everything, you know, I've got to hold it because I just don't have enough. I don't have enough money. No, no. And I was earning good money. So it had nothing to do with what I was earning. It had to do with what was in here, what was in that mindset. So what happened, I, I actually uh, started a relationship with God. That's what happened. And when I did, I realized that, wow, I needed to change some things. I'd had $16,000 worth of credit card debt, and I thought, Man, I'm so smart. I'm going to get a personal loan because the interest rates are lower. And then, like, I'm going to pay that credit card out. And I did that. And then I clocked up $16,000 more of credit card because I didn't get rid of the credit cards. What? Isn't that stupid? Oh, my gosh. I became a slave to debt. But it all came from that mindset, that lacking, not enough, lacking, not enough, lacking, not enough. I mean, I don't know whether you've ever done that, but don't be a slave to debt. To, if you've got debt, get rid of that thing today. Like, like we're going to shred it. But then with everything that we talk about today, we're going to shred it. But sometimes you need to do stuff in the practical. Like we have a money management course that's run by the Gentles. It's probably going to start in February. If you need help with getting rid of your debt in a practical sense... I suggest you do that in February. So same with like everything we are talking about here. We're going to shred it, but a lot of time we need to do something about it. We need to do something about it. So bad habits. So what? I, there we go. So I studied the Bible for specific words that would get rid of that mindset. So I, like there's a scripture in 3 John 2 that says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and in health, 
even as your soul prospers. In John 10, 10, it says, Jesus came that I might have life in abundance to the full and overflowing. In Proverbs, it says, the hand of the diligent is made rich. I got these scriptures on the inside of me and I said them over and over, not just once. I said them over and over about 20 times a day. And you know what? I didn't even believe them at the beginning, but I was told that the word of God is like a hammer and a fire, and it can break anything. So I got them on the inside of me, and then what happened? Things started to change on the inside of me. See, this is what happens. For anything to change on the exterior, it's got to change in here first when it's a mindset. So I started to change on the inside, and then my whole exterior changed. In October 2017, I had no debt whatsoever. I had a house, I had a mortgage and stuff, I had nothing. Nothing. But that's what can happen with the Word of God. The Bible says, no man anything except to love one another. That was a scripture God gave me to get out of debt. So the Word of God is powerful. So it might be bad habits that you want to get rid of. I mean, I've got plenty of those. In fact, I've got, I've got a, you've got a little piece of paper there. I've got like a whole A4 paper full. I've got a few bad habits. Uh, like, and it, it might be an addiction. You see, we crave things and then we become addicted to them, like ice cream or whatever. Like anything, anything we crave, anything we crave, we become addicted to. Like one of my things that I'm shredding is I got in some really, really bad eating habits. Oh my gosh, I know. Like having, you know, crackers and cheese for dinner, because I like it, <laughs> all these things, but they're just not good for me. And it becomes a habit, a bad habit. So I've kicked that habit, like got rid of the cheese, like pew, out it goes. And I'm shredding that today. Yeah. But there's other things, other things that you want to let go of, whether it's drug addiction, whether it's alcohol, whether it's sex, whatever it is, you don't have to get rid of sex totally in a marriage. Let me just frame that. But I'm just saying, if, it, if, it, if, if it's, yeah, I think I'll just move on. Like, yeah, yeah, just, yeah I'm getting that. Yeah, just move on. But whatever your addiction is, you can shred it today. You can shred it. And something supernatural is going to happen. The other thing is, uh, like, thoughts and mindsets of negativity, of fear, betrayal, manipulation, frustration, anxiety, grief. I mean, these are all horrible things, right? But if you really think about it, when they get on the inside of you, most of the time you don't even know they're there until something happens to you. Until something happens and it, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, what made me feel like that? That's right. So resentment and bitterness, like be quick to forgive. In Colossians 3.13, it says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Ah, it doesn't say you can if you want to. It says you must, you must forgive others. I really didn't like that when I first came along to church because I'm thinking I don't really want to because I don't want to let them off the hook. But, but I, I learned that forgiveness was actually a gift for me. And what can be difficult is that now, you know, if someone hurts me, I, I can get over it. I'm really pretty quick to forgive. It's a little bit more difficult if somebody hurts somebody that I love. If you hurt my family, like, boy, I seem like the mafia to you. No, no, I'm just kidding. But, but it's a lot more difficult. So I'm not belittling like how it's so easy to forgive because I know that I've had things that have been very hard to forgive. But you need God's help with that. 
because God can help you. He can enable you to forgive anything. People that I thought I would never forgive, God's helped me to forgive. So my friend got bitten by a snake, like she's my neighbor, but she didn't get bitten like in, in my neighborhood, like in Mackay, bitten by a snake. Took her 18 months to recover. Now, it's not because, you know, that snake came out and went, Wow! And it was attached to her for the whole 18 months. No, it wasn't. It just bit her, slithered off. It wasn't that. What made her so sick was the venom from the snake that was in her bloodstream that was just running around in her body. 18 months. She had to go to a health farm and get that venom out. Unforgiveness is the same kind of thing. Sometimes people do hurt you, but then they go away. You know, they might have even hurt you physically but then you get better. It's, it's not that that actually hurts you. It's the, the venom from the unforgiveness. It's those lies and those words and the hurt and the rejection that runs around in your bloodstream, runs around and kills you on the inside. Forgive quickly, forgive quickly. God is so good. In Jeremiah 30, 17, it says, I will restore you to health and heal your wounds. I burnt myself with an iron years ago. You know, I wasn't trying to iron myself with the shirt on. I was trying to pull the cord and I just went boom like that. I've still got a little bit of the scar there. I mean, and this was a lot of years ago. So I had a wound and I didn't do anything about it. I thought I'd just get better. I just slept at night like this because I couldn't, <laughs> but, it, but it hurt. And then it started to get all pussy and it started to weep. And, and stuff like that, because I didn't do anything about it. So then I just got a bandage and stuck that on it. Yeah, not a great idea either. So, because when you pull it off, guess what happens? Skin comes off. But, but when you get hurt, it can be like a wound on the inside. It can be like a, a wound to your heart. And, and if you don't do something about it, if it goes untreated, it can start to smell. It can start to get infected. Today, as we shred things, we're going to shred all those wounds, anything that stopped us, any hurt that stopped us. Because what, what I talked about before, when someone does something and it triggers you and you get triggered, there's usually a wound, not necessarily from what they've done, from the past. Today, we're going to shred those wounds. I want you to get ready with that. Have you got your little pieces of paper? Like, I hope you've been writing on them. I'll give you a little bit of time later on when we do the shredding. But like, you know, write those things down. But before we actually do the shredding, I want to give anyone here who doesn't have a relationship with God an opportunity to do just that. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. That's exactly what happens when you invite Jesus into your life. I came along to church just like this, broken on the inside, thinking that I was fine, but I knew that there was something missing in my life. I had a lot of anger issues, I had a lot of control issues. But there was something happening, there was something going on in the room that I was in and I didn't know what it was and my heart was beating. I, I just thought, I don't know what's going on, but I know that something is different in here. I know that these people in here, they've got something 
that I don't have. And at the end of when the person started, uh, finished talking, gave us an opportunity to invite Jesus into our life, to a God that loved me and accepted me and approved of me just the way I was. He talked about a God that could give me a fresh start, a new beginning. And you know what? I wanted that. So when he asked us to respond by raising our hand, like I raised my hand because I thought, I want that. I want a fresh start. I want a new beginning. I want to get healed on the inside. I want to let go of things that have happened in my past. So I responded by raising my hand and he prayed a prayer. And when he prayed that prayer, I felt an overwhelming peace. It just, I could... I couldn't even explain it. It's indescribable. A peace I'd never felt before, but I knew from that day forward, something was different about me. And yes, so much has changed since then. I I'm, I'm really am like a different person. That was like 17 years ago now. And it's taken time, but I'm healed. I've got joy on the inside of me. God put purpose in my heart. He gave me a plan that he'd always had for me a plan to prosper me, to give me a a future and a hope. And today, I want to offer you that same opportunity. Let God give you a future and a hope. If you can just close your eyes. If you're here today and you've never had a relationship with God, very soon I'm going to ask you to respond by raising your hand. Or at one time you may have followed Him, walked away, but today you know you want to reconnect. Or you've just sitting, you've been sitting in church for a while, but you know that you haven't given your heart 100% to God. A God who loves you, who cares for you. If that's you today, and you want to have a relationship with God, reconnect to Him, or be certain that you're going to heaven, right now I just want you to raise your hand quickly, and we're going to say a prayer, and you're going to say it from your seat. Just lift your hand up high so I can see it. And then I'm going to acknowledge it, and then we're going to pray together. If you're watching online, I want you to do the same. Who is there today that you know that you need a relationship with God, a God that can come and bring your spirit to life, walk alongside you, guide you, lead you, give you purpose, give you a plan that loves you? Who is there today While you've got your eyes closed, we're just going to pray and we're going to invite Jesus into your heart. If you're watching online and you've raised your hand, just say this prayer straight from your heart. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I invite you into my heart. Thank you that you love me, that you died on a cross for me and my sin. I'm turning to you to follow you. I renounce the devil and all his ways. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Show me how to live. I thank you today. I am forgiven. I am set free and I'm going to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father, that you see each heart here. I thank you, Lord, that you're working on them. I thank you, Lord, that you're preparing them in Jesus' name. So now we are going to do some shredding. We're going to shred. If you've watched online and you've written out your piece of paper, like 
If you've got a shredder, do the same thing, but if not, maybe you can just tear it up. Don't burn it. I don't want you to start in the fire in your house or whatever. Just like tear it up. So we're going to stand to our feet. I want you to hold up your piece of paper. So these uh, shredders down here, shredders from heaven, no, they're not really, like I said, like they are actually just ordinary shredders, but we've got an extraordinary God. I expect the supernatural to happen in this place today. So as you're holding it up, everyone hold up their paper. I'm going to pray. Lift it up to Jesus. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, that you see every piece of paper here, Father. Every hurt, every wound, every painful word that has been spoken, we break it now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that debt will be cancelled in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you're rising up each person here, Father, that you're bringing freedom, freedom, freedom. I see sickness going in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Every bad report, every fear in Jesus' name that's going to be shredded, I pray your word would just be like a hammer and like a fire that will burn it and like a hammer that will break the power of it. In the mighty name of Jesus, everyone give God a shout. Okay, start coming down. You can shred it. There's a shredder. Three shredders. Come on down. Shred it now. 